Yo, it's episode 86 of wrestling's favourite podcast and it airs on Friday night or sometimes a Thursday evening or sometimes a Friday morning. All the hosts you like to see all your yog. It's Ian Austin back with Friday Night Fright episode 86. Um, and part of Comic Book Health Cajun Month, I'm doing Ant-Man 2, Ant-Man and Wasp today, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I know what you're going to say, Ian, this isn't horror. And you're right, Ant-Man can't, and Wasp can't even be loosely categorised as horror. It's a homage to science fiction from, like, 1950s, the um, Incredible Voyage and Fantastic Journey and all that stuff. And it's very much inspired by that, and it's not very horrifying, or even if I was to stretch it and say scenes set in the Quantum Realm were horrifying, you would say, no, they're not in your talking bollocks. And Agents of Shield, likewise, is not a horror show at all. But, in my defence, I'm trying to cover up as much of Marvel Cinematic Universe as possible, and there's not a lot of horror movies in there. So, I don't know what you want me to do, like, you know... I could not do this feature for the month. I could do something different. I could do anything different. I could just say nope and do horror movies. I'm stressed out from doing an episode of the day. But I'm not going to. I'm going to do this anyway. Because why not? Um, why not indeed? Um, yeah. So there you go. Um, today's episode's uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Ant-Man and Wasp. Which we... And I'll start my Ant-Man Wasp preview in just a few seconds after a brief word from my sponsor. Because I like to create illusion, I might make some money off his podcast. So I'll be back in just a tick. Hello and welcome to Friday Night Fright Presents Comic Book Calvacadia 2020. Man, we're going to have some fun this month. Every episode in May, every day in May, there's going to be a brand new episode. It's going to be a mini review of a comic book movie. Yay, can't wait, hyped. So it's going to cover the gauntlet. There's going to be loads of MCU stuff. There's going to be some DC stuff, probably. Uh, might be some other stuff. There's going to be Flash recaps of Flash Season 2 every Tuesday. Um, so it's going to be four or five of those, depending on how many Tuesdays are in May. But it's going to be tight, because they've all got a week off. Yay! Anyway, this is the intro comic for Cavcadia. So you hear this every day of the week, and then you'll hear an intro for the movie and I'm covering that day. Or TV show. Ooh, scary! Anyway, I'll be back after a brief word from our sponsor. So, Ant-Man and Wasp, uh, before I get into a review of the movie, I should say, no, no, I really enjoyed the original Ant-Man, despite the fact that it wasn't the version Edgar Wright was hoping to make, um, by any stretch of imagination, but he didn't actually direct the movie at all, so that's immaterial. My, my bed's creaking, wonderful. Um, yeah, so, Ant-Man and Wasp, but at the time, I, was, I did watch Ant-Man when it came around Sigma. I watched later on on Netflix, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to watch Ant-Man and Wasp. And then I saw, didn't see Ant-Man and Wasp at Sigma, despite that having the opportunity. I was very lazy inside not to go. And then I... What did I... I can't remember, actually, whether I saw it at Sigma or not. I know I didn't see Ant-Man. Um, I, I don't know. Um, something. Anyway, I saw Ant-Man to and Wasp eventually, and I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a really good shit. At the time, yeah, really good movie, really funny, very amusing, um, and just genuinely a really good movie, very heartwarming. 
and a nice change of pace from uh, Captain America Civil War and some of the other big serious Marvel movies. This seemed more like, especially after Infinity War, this seemed like a palate cleanse, if you will. A nice fun movie to remind us movies can be nice and fun and not traumatising. Um, especially Marvel movies. So I really enjoyed it at the time, and it'll be interesting to see how it shapes up after Avengers Infinity War. So I will let you know about my experiences in just a second, because I like to create lots of gaps in this podcast. So, my actual view of Ant-Man and Wasp, well, I loved it. I genuinely really enjoyed it, and I might hesitate to say, well, I won't hesitate to say, but Ant-Man might be my one of my favourite Marvel franchises, because it's just enjoyable to watch. I mean, that sounds so weird to say, this is a horror movie podcast, but I really like Ant-Man, I really like the Ant-Man movies, they're really well-constructed movies, and they're just generally nice to watch and quantify that when i say nice to watch i mean there is tension there is conflict there is character development and all that stuff but they're just nice they're nice movies they remind me of the um honey i shrunk my kid movies from like the 90s and you know a, a movie that almost goes straight to disney channel which is nice like even bad guys well i mean in the first one um cross was a douchebag but in this movie there is no real bad guys the worst character on screen is probably Sonny Birch but even then it's like he's played by such a charming actor you know and that you're just like oh man I, I want anything bad to happen to him you know he just needs to go to jail that's all needs to happen but the whole movie's just nice and I think big part of that is Paul Rudd creating this sense of make of turning the Edgar Wright fiasco into an opportunity to make the sort of super movie he wanted to make, which is very inspired by sort of comedies that he has made over his career, whereby the conflicts arise, but the characters don't particularly take issue with each other. You know, there's almost more external conflicts more than anything. And it's just a really sharp enjoyable experience it feels very improvisational which i don't think it is because of the way marvel make their movies but feels that way it's like paul rhodes brought as i just alluded to a lot of his elements of his career into character and characterization and the other characters and almost like you've just thrown a typical paul rudd character into the mcu and shaped it thusly i mean just look at lewis for example with his rambling stories that go nowhere which feels like something you'd never get past the test audience but if you have faith to avoid test audiences i don't know whether Ant-Man wasp did avoid test audiences i'd hope it did but it feels like something the studio would want cut from a movie but adds so much personality that you need to have it in your movie for it to feel unique and interesting and this definitely feels unique and interesting and it's weird because it's the first marvel movie without a clear-cut bad guy because on the surface, Sonny Birch is bad guy, but then you got Ava, aka Ghost, and uh, like Sonny Birch is kind of a parody of one of those gangst criminal millionaires from like the nine two thousand superhero movies, and Ava's more an antagonist. So this movie doesn't really have that sense of always oh, beat Cross, always oh, won the day. It more has the effect of our goal is to get Janet. Man dying back from quantum realm, and 
the heist that Eminence play are alongside that, but it's more movie about exploring science than anything else. And I really enjoyed, and also it's so funny, you guys. Oh man, it's so Lewis's monologue, rambling monologue when he's given truth serum, is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Really, really, truly, utterly. And what's the other stuff I like? I love the cars. I love the visual invent inventiveness, uh, uh, visual inventiveness of Ant Man and Wasp. It's just the cracking ways that they go about capturing the interesting visuals. And and the dynamics, like when Lewis is going through the Hot Wheels collector's box and it's got all cars and he pulls one out and then starts driving and then he shrinks down and drives it and then shrinks, it's just so cool. Like the lever that's going between giant normal size and ant size for the car is such a brilliant idea. And the Quantum Realm aspects are sufficiently weird and horrifying too. So yeah, very good. What will I rank it down on? Well, I mean, this movie does veer more into Marvel Cinematic Universe than the last movie did. That movie had a few bits and pieces, but this movie is dripping with it. If you haven't seen Captain America Civil War, this movie won't make a lot of sense to you because a lot of plot elements are picked up from there. And it seems that you have seen it. The stuff where he tried to explain why Hope and Hank didn't get involved in Civil War is a bit... I, I get why they feel they have to do it, but drags the movie a bit. It does create some conflict between them and Scott, which I suppose is necessary for the finale of the movie, but it still feels a bit weak. And the CGID aging, I suppose that CGID aging is a horror aspect of this movie because, dear God, it doesn't work. It worked at the same, uh, like other times I've watched movie, but Disney Plus is super, super super hd really exposes it instead i can't say enough about disney plus they're fantastic and i love wayne that they pay for my oh, no 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 i i love Wayne. i pay for my disney plus i don't accept brides from disney i don't accept brides from you know the great studio and history of universities revolutionizing streaming and theme parts and has single-handedly saved cinema i don't Set price from anyone. I'm saying if I did, it would probably be Disney, but I don't. So, but no, they, they um, their transfer is fantastic, but really exposes some of the dodgy de aging effects, and then they come horrifying. So there's your horror tying. Um, what else can I say about Ant Man? Was not much really. Like this isn't going to be a very long episode because there's not much I can say really about Ant Man and Wasp. But I think I really enjoyed it. Four out of five, very entertaining, really got into it and looking forward to watching Captain Marvel tomorrow. Um, yep, so there's the Ant Man part and I guess I'll talk about my knowledge of Agent Shield and then I'll recap review first episode. And then this will be a really short episode of the podcast. And we'll be back in just set start talking about Agents of Shield. So, what's my knowledge of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before I watch the first episode and do a review of it? Um, I know it's about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know it's stars Phil Coulson, which is strange because he died in the Avengers and, as far as I know, hasn't been brought back to life or mentioned in your movies since. And at some point, S.H.I.E.L.D. destroys itself but then reforms, I guess. And I don't know how the series is going to tie in any of that. 
Um, because apparently it's second Marvel Cinematic Universe, so yay! Would I have to assume that by that they mean it's um setting one of the many timelines. Setting one of many timelines of Avengers, 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 Avengers Infinity War alludes to. And it was co-created by Joss Whedon, who wrote and directed the first episode and then left, which, you know, you would assume, yeah, it gives it some credibility in terms of Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I don't know. I like Joss Whedon's TV shows. I still maintain Farflow's a great show. I do know there's lots of problematic aspects to it, but I think the, those aspects are rooted in the genre in the subgenre of the western so it's trying to be respectful of that genre even if it's not respectful of women or um races or sexuality or anything like that i still like firefly i still think angel was a really good show buffy hasn't aged well dollhouse was really bad so you know joss is on a joss is on 50 cent buying rate rig on tv for me so it'll be interesting to see how this serves apparently he's making a new tv show hmm. well i mean after he ruined just you know i'm sure he's got to do something but yeah anyway i'm looking forward to um giving this episode a try it might be crap but it might be good so you know there you go and we'll discuss the feeling my reactions to the episode in just a sec Okay, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., episode one. Uh, so I watched this, I did actually watch this when it came out, because I was a Marvel nerd and still am. And I was like, oh, it's complete part of the universe and it's a TV show, yay. And I was like, I was pumped for it and I thought Joss Whedon, being involved would be a safe quality. <laughs> it would be a safe quality and it was okay. It's an okay pilot. It's not bad. It's... It's watchable, I guess. Um, that's the best you can say about it, though. It's watchable. It just feels like it's made by a committee. It's not very Joss-ian. It's not particularly interesting. The story's kind of flat. And the characters are sort of like... I mean, it, it's a set-up a set for interesting stories down the line, I guess. You know, there's potential for conflict between characters how Coulson's come back is interesting and they do a decent job pointing out that these characters are all unique and nearly Avengers level not quite and not ever going to get there but almost there and general just seems to be they couldn't have got anyone from TV from movie site beyond TV show except for Colby Smulders and Maria here but they don't have her as part of the TV show despite the fact that she is literally an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's weird because like they do a setup of Hawkeye and Black Widow, they're agents of Shield, and then reveal in the show, oh, they're the upper echelon agents of Shield. We 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 don't have those. Like, no, I know why they didn't, but maybe they should have cast TV people worth being prepared to do TV in those roles. You know, I'm just saying. Like, Jeremy Renner audition for Hawkeye. You tell me you couldn't have had Jeremy Renner. No, not Jeremy Renner, dude of Jensen Ackles, of Supernatural Edition for Hawkeye. You tell me you couldn't have paid him to make TV show movies? Like, probably would have been happy doing it, I guess, maybe. I don't know. But it's just... It just goes to show that if you make... That you can't really bridge movies and TV shows that much. It doesn't work because 
you know, unless you've got something like Disney Plus, it when it works because you know they're doing less episodes and they're paying more money and they're treating it more like a long movie rather than a TV show. I mean, this was okay. It's a procedural drama. It's got Mister of the Week. But it just doesn't feel as fresh as off just reason show. It feels like he's just spinning sparrows. And also, to a degree, I get the impression that he was doing his brother and sister-in-law a favour. And not that they're not talented, because they do a decent job. It's, it's good. It clearly has got enough momentum stretch for a couple of years. Indeed, it's on season seven now. It's just not very interesting. And it doesn't really have an identity of its own. It's sort of half movies and half tv show in terms of it's like hey we're part of marvel cinematic universe but we're not really but we are but we're not we're sort of there but not so you get the impression that it's not entirely sure what its identity is whether it's a tie-in or whether it's a spin-off or whether it's its own thing it doesn't really know but i mean on plus side it's got a really good performance by j august richards who played charles gung on angel and doesn't redo that much anymore but watching it you're thinking why wasn't he one of the main characters like doesn't make any sense why he wouldn't be because he's really good indeed he outacts most people on the show it does have Chloe Bennett in it and Chloe Bennett is lovely she's very very she's a good actress but she's stunning at the same time you know it's no snowing and she's definitely from this she's got more of a star quality than most people in cast Including Colson. I don't want to be cruel to Clark Gregg, but he doesn't. They're going for the everyman thing, and I get it, but no, nah, it doesn't really do, do anything for me in terms of, you know, making him stand out. He blends in, and that's fine when he's dealing with like characters like Captain America and Tony Stark, because he should blend in compared to them. But you still have a bit more life to him, and it's not really that much here. And that's not the actor's fault, it's the character. The character's big, giant ball of nothing. So I don't think I'm watching more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't really care, to be honest, too. It doesn't really do anything for me. So, there you go. Uh, what did I give this episode? Uh, like 2.5 out of 5. It was watchable, but nothing I'd really watch again, to be honest. So, there you go. Um, yep, time for the wrap-up. So let's wrap this up. Um, thanks for listening as always. Thanks for following this podcast. Thanks for supporting it during this month where I've just got so fed up doing episodes every day. I mean, I won't be doing these. I'll probably not do this again, but I probably will. Probably do it again next year. And feel free to tune back in tomorrow for Captain Marvel at some point. I don't know when. Probably not usual time. Probably later on in the day, but we'll be there at some point. Um, and as always, remember, life is beautiful. So, Oh, and also, don't watch the Leprechaun movies. They're all terrible. Until next time, bye.